0: On this episode, I talk to the technology hype cycle and how you should use this tool to make more effective decisions in your business. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 14 of Avs Notes. So last episode, I gave you my definition of what a smart city was. And just to quickly recap it before we dive into this one, It was very much about setting the context to lay foundation for anyone that was planning to come into this smart city space. So that context was about giving a definition to what a city actually is before we even start thinking of it as a smart city. And that context was a platform for civilization. That's what a city is then we went into the definition of a smart city and that is a city that is enabled or augmented by digital or information and communication technologies. Very broad um, and broad on purpose because you need a level of space, breathing room to be able to innovate and deliver solutions that truly enable a city to be smart and effective in its ability to deliver services uh, to its citizens and its communities. And so today's, well not just today, but today and the next episode uh, is very much going to start talking about the fundamental piece of why is it a smart city and not another term for this new wave of evolution of our cities Um, and the, the word smart really just comes down to the fact that we're talking about cities enabled by digital based technologies and that is because the internet as the foundation for so many technologies today is vastly accelerating our ability to innovate to deliver services more effectively than any other medium today. When you start to think about industrial revolutions that have happened prior that have reshaped our cities, it was about leveraging process and machinery to be able to deliver services more efficiently and more effectively. We think about what Henry Ford did to the production line and that industrial revolution as we moved into almost machines um, automating a lot of our manufacturing and now as we move into this digital era and how the internet has reshaped the way that we live this just seems to be uh, the more effective means to again uh, improve the way that we deliver services uh, than any other means it's more effective today on average uh, than process improvements it's more effective on average than upskilling of people and so that's why we're moving into the digital space when it comes to smart cities. But as we start to think about smart cities, again, it's about context. It's about setting the right foundation and the right perspective uh, as we approach these conversations. I think that if you don't have that context, we're going to, be, we're going to get prone to a lot of hype we're gonna get sucked into a lot of marketing, we're gonna get sucked into a lot of futures, some blue sky thinking that realistically is not gonna deliver the outcomes with the expectations that we have coming into these discussions. And so by baselining this and having the right sort of framework, the right sort of understanding, whats the what I'm looking for here, the right expectations set about what we're trying to achieve and what tools are actually at our disposal, Um, is going to make every discussion far more valuable and far more effective um, to ensure that we are delivering value uh, and expectations are set appropriately so the value delivered meets our expectations. And so this is going to be split into two parts. The first one is to run through the hype cycle. Uh, What is the technology hype cycle and why it's such an effective tool to make business-based decisions? Uh, And the second is really talking about the internet and why the internet itself is so powerful. Um, And that I'll tackle in tomorrow's episode, not tomorrow's episode, in the next episode, episode 15. And so what is the technology hype cycle? So the technology hype cycle, I think, was created by Gartner. And it's this cycle of uh, technology's lifespan as it gets introduced to market all the way through to its mass adoption. And it looks it look something like this, and I think I'm doing this right because so it's, it's mirrored on the video. But as a technology is introduced to market, right, it starts down here. And this is where you start to get your early adopters, these individuals that are taking a gamble, taking a punt at th- realizing that this technology has a lot of potential. The technology is introduced, they start to adopt it. As success stories start to come through, the media hypes onto those one or two great case studies, more and more people start to adopt. And we're not necessarily talking about mass adoption yet. We're still talking about early adopters, a small proportion, but we're getting more and more people onto it. Up until it reaches a point of hype, it hits this peak and then we start to realize that it's not really delivering on a whole bunch of things. The values that have been promised about what this technology was gonna deliver, aren't really showing the, showing through. We're not seeing those returns. And so it, it tips into this decline, this disillusionment. It drops, drops, drops as people start to say, oh, that was a fad, You know, th- that was never meant to be. But all through this time, the technology is maturing up until a point where it reaches its kind of its equilibrium, its, its lowest point, in which case the technology starts to develop, it starts to mature. A lot of those kinks, a lot of those issues start to get worked out. People start to adopt it again. And then we hit this point of mass adoption. It's where the technology is now proven because enough people have come back onto it. It's delivering upon what it's promised to deliver. And suddenly everybody realizes, okay, it's safe to try now and we'll continue. So it's this sort of, not really parabolic, but it's like this hype curve. It looks like a bell curve, it's a hype curve. Now, each one of those stages isn't just about the technology starting from early adoption, it's hyped, it doesn't work, it's down to the peak. I don't think that from, as a business professional, thinking about the adoption of technology, that's not how you use this hype cycle. Instead, you see it from a risk reward perspective. And so when you start to think about realizing whether technology is that enabler that you need, like you've understood, okay, I'm in a services business, this particular piece of technology has the potential to fundamentally change the way that we deliver services, which ultimately will benefit our customer. So you start to consider it at the early adoption stage. At this point here, you have to realize that there is an incredible amount of risk about adopting it. But on the flip side, by having the first mover, adopt, uh, first mover advantage at this point, it means that you are so far ahead of all your competition that if this pays off, you'll be able to get a huge market advantage, which means at the end of the day, more customers, more revenue, more profit. And so you're getting rewarded for the amount of risk that you're taking. So you might say, I'm an individual or an organization that is willing to make these risks for many number of reasons. It could be that over the last you know, 15 years, you've just seen revenue declines. You actually have, you've got one last gasp at trying to get back into the market and you're not going to be able to do it without taking huge risks and so your risk appetite at that point in time may be stupidly high you might just have a culture of disruption of innovation and you're willing to invest into these technologies hoping that you know one out of 5 or one out of 10 is going to pay off so you adopt and so as you adopt one of the things that you need to realize as you're going through this hype cycle is that this technology is going to consistently evolve That as you go through it, yes, it may not be 100% today, but understanding how you apply it to your business uh, is incredibly important. And you're going to start to get those learnings as this thing goes through its hype cycle. There are going to be snags. There are going to be issues with it. There are going to be a whole bunch of improvements you're going to have to make onto it. The total investment that you may make because you were first adopter may be higher than someone that might pick it up Later down that hype cycle into mass adoption, but you're willing to make that investment to get that first mover advantage, to get your advantage in market, and so you ride this thing up. You've created process, you've created culture, you've created adoption, you've done the level of change management to adopt this piece of technology all through that cycle. So you're leveraging that time in order to build rigor process around what you're doing, and then it goes into its decline, and then into its mass adoption. But by the time it goes to mass adoption, you've got such a huge lead, you're eclipsing the competition, you're reaping the benefits for the risk you took on. Now, let's assume that you don't have that huge amount of risk appetite, or you're an organization that just didn't hear about this technology from the get go. And so you're on this rise in this hype cycle. You've seen a couple of your competitors, maybe one or two of them in the market. That have sort of started to play around with this piece. And at that point, your organization or your individual risk appetite says, our competition are trying it. The fact that we're not means that we're putting our business at risk. And so we need to also invest a little bit to see whether or not this works for us. That might be your organization. And you might make that investment at at one of the rises on that hype cycle then you're at the top and then it starts to collapse no one knows where the top's ever going to be um so we'll assume that it's now it's in its decline uh the market the media messaging around this piece of technology is it was a fad you know mass adoption there's huge risks there's look at this it's not working etc but just like the stock market when it hits a bear market and people start to sell off you see this as an opportunity You've seen competitors actually yield results because you've got an objective view on the market. You've got an objective view on this technology. And for whatever reason, this piece of technology, there was merit to it. You've realized that it's, all, it's now, everybody is completely off it. And you see blood in the water and now it's t- your time to strike. In this downward trend, what you'll usually see is a lot of organizations who have invested big into building up practices to deliver this technology. Maybe a little desperate. Maybe the cost of acquiring this technology now may be less because it's not as hyped anymore. And so you get to procure that piece of technology, experiment with it, implement it at a cheaper cost than you would had you bought it in the hype cycle or when it hits mass adoption. So you, at that point, say, I'm getting a better risk reward return on this investment here. So I will buy it at this point in time. And then you may be an organization, now it's bottomed out, and you're starting to see, okay, actually there's merit to this. It's maturing. A lot of those bugs that were um, completely uh, hyped up in the media seem to have solved themselves. The industry has come together to solve those challenges in that technology, and it seems to be far more stable. And so as you start to move into this mass adoption uh, piece you're now ready because you didn't have a huge risk appetite you weren't willing to you didn't have the dollars to invest at that point uh, to invest in this but now you're seeing its merit and you start to invest and there are different points in this neuron mass adoption curve and let me just double check this because I've actually got an image of this cycle here that I've got this all correct yeah so as you have bottomed up you're just starting on the way up you're still only at about five to 10 percent adoption in the market, and then eventually the methodologies sort of uh, mature around this technology, and as you start to go back up, more and more people bring on, uh, get on board, and then suddenly you're at 20, 30, 50, 100 percent market adoption. OK, rarely 100 percent, but you're getting up to that higher end. And so when you look at it from that perspective, you can start to use these technology hype cycles as a means to understand your risk reward for investing into a a technology at different points in its cycle. You have an understanding of, you know, what the deficiencies in the technology are gonna be at each point in that cycle. And you as an organization can start to make more informed business decisions around why you would adopt at different points what kind of risks you're willing to take on um, and ultimately leverage your current state leverage your particular risk appetites uh, to make more informed decisions that work for your business um, and not just the hype of what the market is and so whenever you approach technology you're better informed as to what you should expect out of it my view with any piece of technology is again to start with what is it going to deliver for your end customer is there a defined sort of return by taking this on that's going to yield a positive result whether it be through the, a more efficient or more effective product more a greater delivery to the end customer what's the value and then make the decision about the technology there will be a level of expertise that you'll need on your side to be able to understand that technology um, to give you more information to make those decisions along the way. But at the same time, you need a real, realistic view as to what your risk appetite actually is um, before you even start these discussions. The amount of times that I've seen organizations say, yeah, we're innovative, you know, we're we're leading the market in this, you know, we're pioneers in this. And it's all about the market message. And so staff or people within that organization believe that. And so they go out and start to do all this work only to get to a point of we need to invest now because this meets what we've been telling the market. This meets what our message to the market actually is. And then suddenly saying, oh, no, no, sorry, that's too risky. We're not willing to make the investment. And so that risk appetite, that investment appetite needs to be understood from day one, not just at the executives, but for everyone within the organization that may be tied to a project like this so that you can start to make far more agile informed decisions along that hype cycle and take advantage of the different stages in that for that piece of technology in your business so you know that's that's my view of um the hype cycle that's my view as to how i would tackle um the assessment of technology different stages Um, in the next episode i'll talk to that In that hype cycle style um, format, the internet, I'll talk about cloud computing and how it followed that cycle and some of the successes in the early stages of adoption all the way through to the end of adoption, uh, into mass adoption, what that meant for many organizations to, again, really give you concrete examples of people that have made that first mover advantage and yielded the results and reaped the rewards, those people that have adopted later in that cycle and just gone with the status quo. Um, So you can make better, again, decisions um, when it comes to the next piece of technology. Because hearing those fundamental examples of real world um, executions on emerging technologies all the way through to maturing technologies um, better frames it in, I think, your mind to be able to then have better discussions and make more informed decisions so hopefully that was a value to you guys um it's something it it's an approach that i personally use uh, a lot when i look at new and emerging technologies like at the time cloud like what we've seen with blockchain and cryptocurrencies um, and because of it i can make better investment decisions across how i leverage that technology not just for me but for also my customers um whether it was when i was in phillips was when I was at Optus um, and even now in my consultancy with Attica. Um, I think it's an incredible tool, especially if you use it in the mindset that I've just explained. Um, And if any of you have any sort of discussion, questions about this, uh, please hit me up in the the DM, uh, direct message me on LinkedIn, Uh, shoot me a message if you've got my number um, or reach out to us on Attica on my Attica webpage. Um, my email, I'll put in the description below so that you can shoot me any sort of questions you might have. Um, but I love having these kind of discussions. It's kind of one of those things that I get out of bed in the morning to do every single day. So I just love it. I love being immersed into it. And so to hear from you guys about this, um, it would be incredible. So that's it for today's episode. I hope you look forward for the next one about uh, using this hype cycle around the internet, around cryptocurrencies, around cloud, seeing real examples of this in practice. Um, And as always, thank you so much for taking the time to watch, consume this content. And I can't wait to see you guys next time.